0: Yeah. Okay. We keep it Let's go. the windy city gritty look up the sky we sitting pretty pull one up now we're gonna get litty you making me laugh you clever witty all jokes aside had a hell of a time penny for your thoughts when it's on the line one my two cents when i'm looking for dimes i'm locking in the tent, now we starting to crime and i think love coincides with lightning the way it strikes might hit twice as nice seems like anything's a possibility that's frightening adrenaline feeling all my senses heightening and i keep it one punning better step down you don't want to be confronted dealing with a clown how to get so blunted looking real poor so, my pocket stay fun welcome Telling.
1: to another fabulous episode of Hip Hop Heads. I am No Sage along with No Rack, as always, my co host. And we have some special guests here today. First and foremost, we have my cousin Liza. What's up? What's going on?
2: What's up? Happy to be here.
1: I had you as a guest on my former Squeezing Lemons podcast. <laughs> and I needed to have you on the hip hop one. Hip hop one. <laughs> uh, we're, we're gonna get, we're gonna get into it because um I feel like a lot of uh, my hip hop origins comes from you, so I appreciate you. Yeah. You know um yeah. the that's uh, nice
2: of you to say. It's it's been a long time though. It's been a couple yeah. decades. <laughs> yeah, we're
1: gonna we're gonna definitely uh, dive into it. Um, and then. I'm not sure. Fun fact: uh, the the cover art for our podcast, um, your son Christian actually designed. So, mm. really, Andrew. that's
3: cool. Nice. Yeah,
2: yeah Christian. So hip
3: hop, hip hop man.
2: <laughs> he, um, <laughs> I actually no, I don't think so. <laughs> I think he listens to a bunch of different things. I mean, you know, the Zillennials, the Gen Zers are a different animal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <know>. oh yeah. <laughs> Wow.
1: And y'all, y'all just heard Christine just a moment ago. So I just want to give y'all a quick intro. She's uh, publicly known as a fashion stylist on Instagram via the handle. Is it Tristan Stylin? Yeah.
2: Tristan?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. But what a lot of people don't know is that she's also an eclectic, music-loving mom of four whose hip-hop-loving roots started in 1990 between the Bay, LA and Cali. So welcome to the show to you as well, Christine. Thanks. Welcome. So, um, I, I I definitely wanted to, um, have you both on the show because, (laughs) uh, alluding to what I was talking about with, with Liza earlier, like I feel like a lot of my golden age hip hop exposure has has come from, um, basically CDs. Like it's it's no mistake that Novak is a vinyl collector. He always wax poetic on the latest vinyls he's collecting, and I don't know. I feel like we're at a stage where like the vinyl has surpassed, obviously, all the other medium forms. You know, the cassette and the CD, and you know, obviously, it sells a lot more than those nowadays. So who knew that in the 90s that would even ever happen because I mean the CD booklets you know what I mean and Liza like um, to fast forward like you had like a CD tower right and it must have been like a hundred or so CDs in the CD Tower. So that I'm dating myself if anybody knows what that is. <laughs> <laughs> it,
2: it, two for one.
1: it was a lamp and a CD Tower at the same exact time.
2: <laughs> and it's spun. It, it's the one that spun?
1: Yeah, no doubt. Oh, cool. No <laughs> <no>, I remember <laughs> and, that. <laughs> but out of all out of all the eclectic stuff that you had in there, because you were um rocking like your son Christian with all the music taste, these are the six CDs that I remember at the top of my head, right? I'm not sure <laughs> if you're able to see this that well. I'm going to like try to unblur um, my I stuff. I can tell
3: right. it's tribe at the top. That's it's tribe. Creepy, but might, that's
1: right. Good answer. Good
3: <laughs> answer. For sure. Oh Unless you
1: make God. this one out.
3: Wu Tang, Wu Tang. Wu
1: Tang. <laughs> black sheep. That's
3: the Black Sheep for sure. Sheep. Oh, that's no. a, that's the uh, De La Soul, me, myself. Yo. 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 That's
4: correct. Right. Yep.
3: Oh diggable. Diggable. diggable.
4: Yeah. yeah, no doubt. You can say You were by the
5: classic
2: cover. Those are good. Story. You had
5: a lot more hip-hop than
1: that properly, but I remember those vividly. And definitely like the Wu-Tang cover was like, I was like a moth to the flame. Like I felt like that cover single-handedly like forced me into hip-hop. <laughs> like that was that was the that was the COVID that I just couldn't like spread, <laughs> and I had to blame cousin Liza for like infecting me with it. But um, before like real fam, like real talk, like before that, I was probably on some Vanilla Ice, MC Hammer type stuff.
4: So. <laughs>
2: uh huh.
4: I'm trying to picture that right now. To, uh, what what MC Hammer are you listening to?
1: um what was it the don't hurt him or whatever like didn't he have um i think obviously you you can't touch this or whatever
4: Uh, yeah you know
1: you're from the bay
3: um, in the bay area where i lived (laughs) in fremont the big thing was like mc hammer was the house on the hill and so everybody was like yeah and he'd come to our elementary school and like watch his nephews like baseball games or something so everybody made a big oh my god mc hammer's here i remember that
1: (laughs) really oh my yeah, god yeah it
3: was so it was so cool for like being like 10 11 whatever age that was probably 10 11 we were like oh we have a celebrity from our city <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: that's wild that's wild did he have the pants on what was that was he wearing the pants when he showed up
3: <laughs> you know what we were trying to see but we could not tell cuz he was sitting on the bleachers <laughs>
4: That was one of my first concerts, man. I went going to see a Hammer concert at Rosemount Horizon. Now, I'm, not, I'm really dating myself right now. And, you know, he only performed like two songs. And I was like, this is all we're getting right now. And they brought out uh, Big Daddy Kane. And I was like, okay, it's hip-hop. And that was something else. But it's all the same, I suppose. <laughs>
2: um,
1: yeah. yeah, 100%. I mean, so it's kind of like, I was just curious on any of your earliest memories of like, cds and tapes and like i don't know like stuff that you probably played till it was unplayable or like you know the ribbon on the tape would break or the CD would scratch <laughs> you know what i'm saying okay. like any 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 like vivid memories that y'all remember because obviously we're in the vinyl mecca right now but like I, I have a soft spot for like you know like walking around with my walkman and the uh <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> <laughs> price that you know would, wouldn't always work it was false advertised in the state of lease
3: yeah i remember um well it's funny because you know you, you talk about like the cds but up until i think i started to be able to make my own money whether it was allowance or whatever like my way of having music was sitting by the record by the boom box and hitting record and play at the same time before the DJ started, and he started talking. Oh man. I didn't get the intro. So it was all mixed tapes, you know? Um, And yes, yeah, so like I, I don't think I ever had like a tape burnout or like run out know i did once and that that's a bummer that's like so sad when that happens right it's like you make this mixtape and it's like perfect the dj didn't talk over the music and then it's ruined like there's no copies you know like it's done uh you guys have a wake up
4: you guys have a wake up show out there wake
3: up show. i think we had ours was like i i listened to like uh the man cow I listened to Mancow,
2: mm-hmm.
3: uh-huh, I remember him. Uh, oh my gosh, and I remember all the girls love Theo, <laughs> no color lines, I mean, it was the heartthrob and it was like this, it was the big, oh my gosh, we see us on TV. <laughs> <laughs>
4: What's the, I mean, if we think back to that time period, when you're in grammar school, what, what was on those Walkmans or on those CD players? What were you guys listening to the most?
2: Um, well, well, for me, I mean, I would say those CDs that No Sage just showed, I did listen to those a lot. Um, I think we were really lucky to be in Chicago because in chicago we had a lot of underground hip-hop and we could go to a lot of hip-hop parties and hip-hop shows so um so no sage is four years younger than me so that's dating me a little bit so since i was older i was able to go to hip-hop parties and i had fake ideas so i was already clubbing from junior high on <laughs> so he was getting my he probably played my cds more than me because i'd rather be at live shows and so I loved all those artists, and at the same time, I also loved like Tupac. You know, like I was, and I would wear blue here in Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) I would literally be like, you know, false flagging, wearing blue bandanas and like cock my, you know, uh, hat to the left and wear my left pant leg up and like just ridiculousness, just. (laughs) because I love Tupac so much even though I love Biggie too but really like because of the rivalry I I chose Tupac but yeah so since I'm a little bit older than him I was in between like underground hip-hop and then the mainstream and then also gangster rap like I really loved gangster rap in high school so um I was a part of like that like time where we could go to hip-hop shows and they had all ages parties and all ages clubs Mm -hmm. and then you know with like tagging and graffiti so I I had a you know a a really holistic experience let's say (laughs) 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 with hip-hop back then (laughs)
3: um I would say okay so yeah, 40. I'm 42 now, so born in 80. So, like, at about you know, 10, like in 1990, is when I was able to start buy my own music, change the station to what I wanted to listen to, you know? Um, and I feel like at that time, I was, that's when I started, and I, I had older cousins too, and older cousins. So, same thing, like, they're the ones who showed me the music that I wasn't listening to when my parents were listening to the radio. Um, and you know my, my cousin would listen to like beastie boys and run and um de la soul you know that stuff and you know so i i remember the radio hits i remember the songs i didn't have any albums and then when i started to be able to buy an album i know the first one i got which i was really excited about and i only got the single because i was like i only have ten dollars it was 9.99 was tlc's baby 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 <laughs> that was my first purchase So that was a real big deal. And then, you know, others came to follow. But, you know, like I said, my taste was very eclectic. So like on some days I'd listen to like the Beatles because of my parents. Or on some days I'd be listening to um, I don't know if they did that out here, but like I had this alarm clock radio that I got from the school fundraiser. I like won it as a prize for raising money. So Mm -hmm. I would listen to it while I would do homework. And I would listen to they like the oldies did they do oldies out here back so i'd listen to yeah. the oldies like hey they're all here, you know like all like yeah. my homework and then um and then you know as you listen to i mean you see even like snoop dogg has you know like reference to that even in like his most nasty songs he's like referring to oldies going platinum like groups going platinum you know like they weren't anybody with you know so i think it's kind of like it all went hand in hand because even the even the gangster raps you know even the the rappers right like they referred to soul they referred to r&b they referred to stuff decades before them so um i feel like it all tied together and then so my next favorite big album uh in junior high was when my cousin got snoop dogg Doggy style and we had the entire (laughs) album memorized And now being a mom of four kids and having two daughters that are 13 and 12, I'm like, wow, I would not want my daughters spitting those lyrics. Like, that's not cool. But that was the time. So yeah, those are the two that stick out to me the most. And then like everything that my cousins had. My cousins were the coolest. So they'd make me mix tapes off of their CDs. So that's how I meant that's how
4: I meant too short. Too short was the first artist to get kicked out of my House when I was a kid. Uh my cousin brought uh my cousin brought uh, a short talk in the house my, over a base, and was like, listen to this. And then you had a born, you know, you had um, you had DOC, you had Dr. Dre, you had NWA, you had DJ Quick. So everybody was on West Coast Gangsta hip hop at that point in time. So everything came from my house it was like it was that G-Funk era pretty much. And then we transitioned into Digital Underground, which came out of L- came out the Bay Area. And you know, you had um, it, it, it was like hip hop. Hip hop has been so monumental in terms of like the different times of my life, you know, probably the same thing with you guys, you look back and you you're five years old, eight years old. I'm a, I'm five and I'm listening to run DMC and I, and I didn't quite understand what they were saying, but I loved the way it felt and everybody looking at me like Christmas and Hollis, Run DMC was like, I thought every holiday was a run DMC, you know, music video at that point when I was a kid, even though it wasn't, but that's that vibe I get. Whenever I saw the shell to Adidas and the, And the dookie gold chains the ropes i thought about i thought about christmas and hollis every time i see that stuff
3: yeah and i feel like because we're the um well well i am you know i'm the generation of mtv right so like Mm -hmm. seeing those i don't think it killed the radio star i think it revived it for us because i was seeing people like me you know like on the screen like making music it wasn't just the sound of them anymore you know like to see that—that that was awesome, you know. Because um, I was you know, growing up in a time where like kids were not nice to you for how you looked, you know, and like it was so awesome to see that. That like, oh, there's people like us on TV. There's people like us making music like that. That was also a game changer for uh, for me at least, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, you read right about
4: that. You got me thinking about uh, you know like sitting on Chrome mass States, you know came out of California. El- came out of California. Yeah. you get, thinking about um you know probably probably certain a lot you go up that coast a little bit you know remember the first time baby got back came on on MTV and I'm sitting there watching it and that oh, was controversial no. back then my mom was like you're gonna watch that video I'm looking like what video I turned it off real quick but yeah yeah baby got back, baby got back was controversial I didn't know you know today you watch it and Meg the Stallion's is on
2: and it's Doja, cheesy, uh, you
3: know. <laughs> the booty on the record player on the record <laughs> thing is cheesy now, but like we were like, "Oh!" when we saw that.
4: Oh, <laughs> well, that was exciting! And you know, I was watching MTV on uh, VMAs last night with my eleven-year-old, and Doja Cat came on, and I was like, "What's this?" And she, my, my kid knew all the words. I'm like, "How do you know Doja Cat?" And I got scared for a minute because you know, you said, "You know, you're, you know, your mother of four, and you're like. I listen to, you know, I can't say anything. We listen to Snoop and everybody else. And and we're something there, Maggie Doja Cat worships the devil or something like that. And my <laughs> kid was like, I want to wear red paint and hang out with Doji Cat. And I they're like, go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh. It's a different world. I mean, our our music our music might have been more hard. Think about it. We had Ice T Body Count. Remember that? We had Cobb Killer. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, all we had that whole era. And that's all LA music. That's all California music. You think about it. You know, Tang
3: you know?
4: <laughs> yeah, stuff came later, but you know, California pretty much was a musical influence for a long time. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, I feel like everywhere was too. the right. You know, how you were saying like all the cities, you know, you're in a different city and it was like Chicago, mm-hmm. like the music is the same. Like, I feel like my favorite thing about hip hop, even though I listen to everything, the thing about hip hop, it is, I feel like it's the one music genre where you can talk about love, violence, loss, gains. You can talk about all the experiences in life, all walks of life, all all politics, and it works, right? Like, that's the thing I love about hip hop. Whereas, like... I don't know if like listening to country, if it would sound weird for them to talk about like, you know, hitting switches and you know what I mean? Like it's, it's the one, I feel like it's the one genre that can cover the world. Like you can seriously make music about anything in that genre, you know? Um, And yeah. And especially like the whole like loss bit, even like violence, right? Like not condoning it, not saying it's okay, but that is real violence exists, violence happens in, in some communities, some neighborhoods, and that's their story. So people can tell their story no matter where they're coming from, no matter how much money they make, you know, whether they're losing or gaining. And I, I just, that's what I love about that.
1: Yeah. I think uh, Tupac is kind of like the best example, of what you are just talking about, Christine, you Mm -hmm. know, as far as like, you know you can be partying you can be political you can be yep. wild out you can just you know be low-key like uh-huh. yeah I mean like um Liza like the other CDs that I'm actually now remembering in the CD tower there was other Tupac ones in there too there was like an above the rim soundtrack there was a what the heck was in there like a maxi single of like um a Pac, a Pac song too so I mean it's kind of like I, I felt like, you know, he was like the convergence, the convergence of a lot of different things to hip hop, you know, and even his fashion too. You know, it was kind of a uh, bugged out. I, I finished the, the Hulu series. I'm not sure if y'all saw it, Dear Mama. It's really dope. Like it's basically like it's
3: oh, at...
1: mainly about his mom. Right. And there's so many like fun facts in there. But the one crazy thing that I remember was like, I think when he did the Get Around video, and obviously there was like tons of girls in the video right and he tells all of his dude entourage like hey y'all got to take your shirt off too this is like equal nice. quality here i'm like what my man like half joking but he was like half serious at the same time that's why he always saw him with like no shirt just tatted up you know
3: yeah one minute he's rapping about getting around the next minute he's like tributing his mama you know it's like covering everything
4: <laughs> yeah he was a poet <laughs> <laughs> I can see the favoritism there. You know, you go from you go from go Brenda got a baby to uh, to uh, you know you know the underground song to uh, you know to violence off of uh, to apocalypse. I mean, he changed his style changed so much. You know, Pac went through like many different like mind states. You know, sometimes I just think like this guy's either. Uh, he's got multiple personalities or he just is damn talented. You know, he's just that talented. I mean, Pac is probably still underrated even being a great artist at this point.
3: Yep. Did you guys yeah. have, um, cause I, now that I think about, it, I don't know if it was just like a California thing or was like underground wise was Grouch and Eli and did they all make it out here? Like did their music hit the waves out here? Cause
4: yeah. Grouch made it out here. I know Eli is. uh mm-hmm. You had a couple. Of, you had the, like the Living
3: Legends, like all of them. The, like legends. the legends. Okay. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Shows, oh, their shows were the best.
4: Yeah, Chicago's very underground with hip hop. So we're always looking for something that nobody knows about. That's how Chicago is. We're looking for like that unknown artist. I got somebody you don't know about. And you play it for them. Everybody's like, who is that? That's exactly. the Alcoholics. That's how. Even those days, he'll bring me something like, you know what this is? And so you listen to it and you're like, I heard these guys, but I didn't know who they were. So that's how the Chicago, we're, we're in the middle of everything. So we gravitate between both coasts and then we got our own coasts. We got our own music style, which is pretty interesting.
3: mm yeah.
2: Oh, we can't hear you. Are
3: you muted?
4: No. Coming back.
1: Is this any better? Can you hear me now? Yeah,
3: there we go.
1: Yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, even back to the medium, right? I think there was like this like um hip hop slash B96, like mixtape, uh like uh tape store around the way, right? So like we live by Northside, me and Liza coming up. And then, like, across the street from Lane Tech, I, I forget, there was, like, DJ Speed tapes and whatnot. Oh, so, I mean, just, like, the whole thing is, like, you know, like, trying to tell Yeah, somebody. because it's
2: house. We're all Chicago's yes. house, about house music. Yeah. That's
1: yeah. why. Yeah. 100, yes. 100%. All, all the house mixtapes. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that was the thing, too. It's, like, to bring it, to tie it back to, like, the CDs and the tapes, Is like, that was the medium to kind of, you know, um, give to somebody and, you know, kind of, like, school them uh, on some 60 minutes of whatever
3: yeah you made sure you wrote it all pretty too depending on <laughs> like shoot i messed up i can't do it over i do it in pencil first and then i would put go over with the. Pen. <laughs> <laughs> yes we had to be creative just to like do that you know like i was telling my kids um sometime maybe like during the pandemic i was like yeah, guys, you know, and I was like, can we listen to mixtapes? And like, I showed them a mixtape that my husband had made me for our anniversary. Oh. Like, yeah, it was like music from our years. And he got me a boombox to play it on because we didn't have anything that played tapes. And I'm like, yeah, see, like back in the day, this is how we listen to music. And then I'm like, but if you wanted to like rewind it, I was like, see, get a pencil. And my <laughs> eldest, who's now 20, he was like, mom, you're making yourself old right now. And I was like, what? <laughs> this is cool. They're like, no, it's not, we're bored. Like, <laughs> 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 but you all know the pencil and it had to have the hexagon on it or wasn't gonna work, yeah. you know?
1: <laughs> yes, definitely. Had to have the right fit, for sure. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Otherwise you had to like use your nail and then try, which was really slow. <laughs> I remember
4: an auto reverse tape, tape deck. That was like revolutionary.
2: You know, tape, tape out. Yeah.
4: <laughs> You didn't have to flip the tape, dude? You
1: didn't have to flip
2: it? Yeah, that was a big deal. Oh, my god!
4: So With the metal tapes, I had the metal tapes, basically, those uh, TDK metal tapes that you put inside the yellow Walkman. You know, I had, I had, the radi- I had the rain-resistant Walkman that never got oh, wet. I tried to make cool. it float, but it, <laughs> it didn't make it when I put it in the pool. It didn't make it.
3: I wanted that yellow Walkman so bad. <laughs> the cool kids had it.
4: that <laughs> nah, was my cousin. I took it from him because he owed me money. So that's how I got by.
3: Nice, nice.
4: <laughs> for real, for real.
3: Man. What about you guys? What was what were the CDs in your tower that you remember? Man.
1: Yeah, Novak, did you have any, um, the thing was that I'm kind of like, um, going down the rabbit hole a bit, but, uh, another reason why me and Novak found each other is because he was basically the DJ of our, like, uh, dorm, dorm hall. Like every time you're walking down the halls, like Novak's pounding something like through the hallways, and you just had to like, had to just walk by. Like, what what you bumping in there? And yeah, you definitely you definitely had the CD tray. It must have been like five discs or something, maybe more, or maybe a hundred discs. You know, the ones where they all like lined up side by side.
4: Yeah, at the, the
6: hundred disc Sony carousel. And- yeah, the carousel. Oh.
4: Yeah, you know, you got the you got the loonies in there. You got DOC, Digital Underground. You know, Tom Loke sometimes to pop up in there. You know, um, you might have um, a little bit of Mob Deep, Tupac. Mm-hmm. You know, you know Wu Tang. Everybody was in that trade. So I mean, it depends on what it was because once once you figure out how to get the bass just right, and he'll tell you about this, and we start buying those bigger amps and buying bigger subwoofers. And then it then it went into cars so, so when, you start off in the dorm with the, all these speakers and then you move in you, you do it inside the car outside the car you know doing like alpines or doing l7s and stuff like that so it's crazy how you evolve you know like today every time i drive by i hear a guy with his music you know slugging or banging out the car i'm like you gotta you gotta insulate the doors man that rattle shouldn't happen because I, I hear it and i'm just like you gotta get your tweeters right. <laughs> you should be able to hear the highs and lows and it drops because, you know, musically, if you can't feel it, when you play it, I don't understand playing it because it's weird to listen to something at a low level. I mean, you're not listening to country music or or something that you don't want to hear at that point, but, you know, hip-hop did have better bass. on like 808s were crazy at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Today, it's like, it's mumbling with a slow, like, chopped up, you know, 808 at that point. It's different. It hits different. I mean, like I say back then the music was more they be- there are better musicians than there are today. That's why I would say like the weekend and stuff today, they're they're all studio. If they perform live, it doesn't sound right. So it's kind of weird when you think about it. I think the guys today are more studio opposed to people that played natural instruments. Like you have you know, Parliament Funkadelic behind Ice Cube at some point, you know, during the during the nineties. So you had you had George playing and Ice Cube connecting on tracks. It was a different world.
2: Mm -hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. We listen to everything, you know, no stage to everything. So no stage is beat nuts, you know, you name it, we're listening to it, you know, Slick Rick, anything at that point. That's a whole different, you know, I think today the problem is you don't have a lot of great artists right now or they're all getting indicted. So everybody got a Rico now pretty much is nuts. You know, that's a requirement to be in hip-hop. But, um, you know, we just wish... Better music, better genre, you know, better lyrics. Lyric, I don't even know what the lyrics are anymore. I think everybody talking about two things right now, you know. <laughs> Some of them lyrics you can't even talk about. That's <laughs> like, I mean, our stuff is our stuff is crazy, but listen to sexy red or somebody, you like, what is really going on right now? Yeah. It's, a, it's different.
3: <laughs> it's different, to, and I don't see. I'd have to look it up. Where, but. um, a producer friend had told me about how there was a study that was done. And they said that music changes with the economy. So Mm
6: -hmm. I
3: guess apparently the study showed that when the economy Mm -hmm. is down, it's more about the dance music Mm -hmm. and like uplifting, you know, lifting. and then when the economy is up, everybody wants to chill, go to the beach, go on vacation, relax, because we're all happy and satisfied, you know? So it's like, Mm -hmm. I wonder if there's a there's a thing to that, too, like the content right because the content has to be relative to what everybody is feeling right now or they're not going to identify with the music so it's like every, that i guess it's a sign of like people don't know people don't know what to create about what to write about what to sing about what to rap about because how are people going to identify you gotta you gotta like touch their heart you know like you gotta get <laughs> them to be like intrigued right and it's like i know that like um The same friend, this producer friend also said that when they would receive, and I I know you guys know this probably like when they would receive like, um, what do you call it? Um, not samples when people submit demos, it's like the assistance, it's the first 10 seconds. If they don't feel in the first 10 seconds, they throw it out. So in the first 10 seconds, you have to captivate. That's crazy. That's crazy. You know,
4: I mean, think think about it. When you find an artist you like, you know, like I, I listen to SM SM Radio a lot. Sometimes you hear artists that you normally don't hear from different from different um, coast and everything. If they don't catch you in the first couple minutes, you change the radio station. It's the same. It's the same mentality, you know. It, most artists don't catch you the first time. It's like some people get mad. Right? Why you don't like Little Baby? But why you not listen to this part? There's too many littles in rap right now. It's, you know, you got a little everybody. That's and, right. you know, <laughs> And, you know, you can't, you know, everybody can't be little and then you And then you get into the whole situation of um, the lyrical content is different. I mean, production is gotten somewhat okay is better. But the thing is, you know, you look at a Kanye or you look at somebody else and you go like, why is this production light years ahead of everybody else? So why does everybody sound like, yay, or everybody sound like this artist? It's crazy right now because identity and music is lost at this point. Because everybody else is saying, I mean, Travis Scott... And Kanye West they influenced the whole style today. Everybody mm-hmm. sounds like them. And this is like where they sound like Kanye. And mm-hmm. it's that, you know, he's got some things going on. You always go, like, okay, he kind of changed the industry, but now the industry's got to take another change to find that new style or that or that new Kendrick Lamar at this point.
3: Yep. Yeah, I wonder what's gonna be. That's exciting.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean like. I, I do gotta dip on a few, but I, I just wanted to say, um, I appreciate y'all like geeking out, um, you know, hip hop in general. And Christine, I think that method that I heard, um, I think Dr. Dre used that method a lot. Like, I think some people would call it the Dr. Dre method. It's like if it, if you don't feel it in ten seconds or less, then you know you're
3: on to the next. <laughs> <one>. Uh, uh-huh, yeah.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, I I I know that um, you know, you and Liza like. Um, grew up in the 90s hip-hop, so it, it's just super dope to geek out with y'all about it. And then, like, yeah, for sure, like, CDs and tapes, but even more than that, fashion, like, you know, like, fashion um, definitely bled over into hip-hop, um, no no question about it. Um, the thing that I wanted to circle back to, though, was, like, when you were saying, like, when you would hear rap artists, like, mention other artists in their raps, like, I think that was a dope bring up because it's kind of like just literally today I was listening to the Tupac, the first Tupac album to yeah. preparing for our conversation getting that headspace and pulling the CD out of the the, the CD tower and like he, he he name drops KRS right? And it's like I saw KRS one at the Tate Chicago last week and it's kind of like dope where it's like you know sometimes you have new artists and then at that time he was obviously brand new because that was his first album but it's like you're paying respect to the elders in your raps and you sound cool while doing it. It doesn't have to be another rapper. It could be like anybody, you know, it could be any like um, soul person you grew up with or whatever. So I, I think that's, that was always like dope to me the hidden Easter eggs that rappers would put in there. It's kind of hard to hear it now with the mumble raps nowadays and, you know, it's all emotion and it's all synth and it's all AI. It's like really hard to kind of like understand. Anybody's passion through you know through these um through these raps nowadays I guess
3: or we're just older. <laughs> my yeah. son seems to my son seems to be like sometimes I'm like oh listen to this mom and I'm like oh I, and I sound so old I'm like this is that mumble rap you know like I'm just like I'm like a Lola or a grandma you know like oh and then I'm like oh so what do you, what is it about like what is he saying I don't oh well he's talking about this and that so I think <laughs> it's really just like. It is generational, right? Like our hip hop was like double music for our parents, and then our parents' music of the Beatles was the double music for their parents. So it's like, I mean, you know.
4: <laughs> I'm thinking like this. They, they, they're, they're funny today. Like my kid goes, "You were born in the 1900s." Somebody stop it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's
3: true.
4: <laughs> I'm not, I won't accept it.
3: <laughs> oh, it's God. true. Yeah, I told my son it was uh year before, you know, years ago, the last time Lauren Hill was out here, and I'm like, hey, do you want to go with me to see Lauren Hill? And he was like, Oh no, mom, that's old heads music. I'm like, wait, old heads? That's a thing? Like, uh uh. No, that's rude. That's rude. <laughs>
4: oh. man, that's that is that is rude when they when they when they put you down about something where I was listening to uh Beastie Boys in the car, my kid goes. Was this made in the 1900s, too? I'm like, stop. 1900s. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <1900. laughs>
4: the way she says it is, is so vicious, man. it looks at you and goes.
3: Oh, she's yeah. playing with you, huh? She's like joking. Which, yeah. oh, Okay,
4: okay. Yeah, no, she's joking with me. She goes like, well, Taylor Swift is like our, our Tupac. I'm like, Taylor Swift is not Tupac. Stop no.
3: It. No, that's <laughs> no, no,
2: no, no. That's no. offensive. <laughs> yeah, I
4: know. Oh, I stopped that's when she fired. said that. That's not no. I'm like Taylor Swift Tupac. No. She's like, she's like, everybody's a Swifty right now. I'm like, no.
3: No, no. <laughs> that's that's different.
4: You know, you I mean, you listen to all the different music and stuff like that. You know, it's times you listen to some of her songs and you'd be like, Really, this is a very suburban problem you're having right now. I can't relate to this. I grew up in the city. <laughs> so but you know, it's it's what they listen to. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. like you know, you look at you. You look at the new like female hip hop is like shock driven. They say stuff like "booty hole brown." I'm like, like a booty hole brown. I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to listen. To this, it's just like, really, where does this come from? You know, how do you write that? Are you sitting? There, are you sitting in the studio with your your production? My booty hole brown. My socks are white, and, and that's that's these are new lyrics. And people always go like, "Man, that's profound." I'm like, that's not profound. Oh. <laughs> that's, <laughs> But that's new hip-hop right now. It, maybe we're dating ourselves because we were like, yeah, that's kind of messed up. But, you know, we did grow up too short and N.W.A. and everybody else, and that was offensive at that time point. But you know what? It was articulate offensive, like Ice Cube. I was listening to old Ice Cube a couple of days ago. I'm like, wow, this is pretty messed up. But I just played this in my house all the time. And my, my grandma looking at me like, turn that off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know it's you know good times of music what we do is uh i think i think i think no Sage might have to drop you know you know definitely want to get you guys back on the show i want to we want to finish this conversation i want to talk i want to talk artificial intelligence for you guys then go over a couple other musical topics i okay. feel like there's a lot more we can talk about on this discussion path
2: yeah, yeah. thank you for having us yeah thank uh, you so much for having us i was telling no sage i was like i don't know if i have a lot of value add here because I don't even listen to music anymore. I'm kind of, I'm an old head compared to the kids. I I went into a debate with some young person a couple months back and I'm like, I can't listen to trap music. I just can't. And they're like, you just don't understand the pain. And I'm like, just trying to be like grace, like give them grace. Like that's not what that is, but okay. And I just (laughs) chalk it up as I used to love her. That's all,
4: you know, Yeah, they would, never, that
2: one. yeah.
4: And they would never understand that you know, they, they're, too, they're too busy playing, uh, you know, meek meals or something like that, screaming. They're <laughs> living mean, the
3: dream that we want them to have, guys. This is what we wanted for them.
4: <laughs> that is true. That is true. No
3: worries. Them. And you know what? That's what we want. We don't want the worries that we had. So we succeeded.
4: Well, you I know. have a point. Yeah, <laughs> they, don't know ride, they don't know how to ride the blue line, the green line, or the red line, but they, yeah. but, they but they still listen a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> my
3: husband <laughs> and I always look at each other when they act out or they say something. We'll be like, "This is what we wanted." For, yeah, yeah, we're, we're doing, we're doing good. We're do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that thank you. This was great. This was fun. I'm yeah.
4: Same here. Yeah. Thanks for having. Thank you guys for coming on the show. Thank you, Christine and Liza.
2: Thank
4: you. Yeah, definitely. Thank uh, you, guys. Thank you. Yeah, definitely check us out everywhere. Podcasts are at you know we're on Apple Music. You know we're on YouTube. We're everywhere. Okay, I listen to
3: you guys on the Apple app, the Apple Podcast app, but I Mm -hmm. didn't know there's YouTube too. So I'll I'll check that out too. That's
4: cool. Yeah, every yeah everywhere right now. Trying to get everywhere. It's uh it's been a fun run. I mean, No Sage makes this really easy. To be honest with you, really easy. But yeah, definitely appreciate you guys same thank you thank you all right thank you right.
0: yeah okay let's go the windy city gritty look up the sky we sitting pretty pull one up now we're gonna get litty you making me laugh you clever witty all jokes aside had a hell of a time Penny for your thoughts when it's on the line one my two sets, when i'm looking for dimes i'm locking in a 10 now we starting to crime and i think luck coincides with lightning the way strikes might hit twice as nice seems like anything's a possibility that's frightening adrenaline feeling all my senses heightening and i keep it one better step down you don't want to be confronted dealing with a clown how do you get so blunted looking real poor my pockets stay funded tell him
5: 9 problems, plus that bitch a hundred now A hundred bitcoins, he pay me, I'm stunting now A hundred miles per hour, e-way. who gon' stop me now A hundred feet above you, higher than you're pretending now I'm on my Zack Snyder, shit, but not Justice League It's a hundred times three, get the fuck behind me Or end up in a hole, in your gold, boys in blue, indigo Lock you up a hundred days, just for trying to cop that gold Fuck that shit, we lockin' low, 2001 next episode Every test, a hundred score, emoji say hundred. Though She looked at me, she know I'm cold I am the vibe, I am that bold I ain't no sage no more I'm a hundo bars, I got that flow But at some point I got to go Batty no, she not a hoe Work that pole ring that dough One day she'll be CEO until then hundred stacks and more I spit and shine, mop and glow Hundred more coins, one up I'm a super bro
6: We gon' keep it A1 We gon' keep it a buck We gon' give you a hundred Without giving a fuck gonna spend on this shit, like it's holding us up. You ain't standing for shit. What you standing up for? Dope. Gonna keep it 100 for ya, Jaira. Gonna keep it 100 for ya. No sage. Gonna keep it 100 for yeah. ya. We from the gold, you know how we roll. We gon' keep it 100 uh. for ya. What you know about me? You don't know me from Adam. When I'm chillin' out west, know a nigga rollin' through Chatham. If I'm after a nigga though. I don't stop till I Make Nigga patrolling these streets Like I'm rolling through Gotham You won't see me with Robin I don't need me no partner That's one less deal For the DA to offer What you know about me? Let's get to the point What you think you know in the grand scheme Ain't even important I don't want you assuming That's where you niggas go wrong Cause the ass and assuming I'll get you shitted upon I don't need nothing on me I ain't put on myself but I don't need none from you, not even your prayers Cause I don't trust you, niggas. Might pray for my dad, but me and the Lord don't want to call. That's why a nigga so blessed. He know a player hard, uh, through a lot of my man. That's why every head shall bow and every mouth confess. Uh, that door's the realest. And every since, they been talking shit about what I supposedly did Yeah, and some of it boldish, yeah, and some of it real But can't none of them prove it, yeah. cause wasn't none of them there I Ain't going on Vlad, to tell them myself Stay ahead of class, that's how I'm saved by the bell Because said so much right, what else can be left? When I know more about me, Hey, what else can be said? Better take what you get, and let it be that Want to know any more? Let my betrore give you the rest nickel. We gon' keep it a one. We gon' keep it a buck. We gon' give you a hundred without giving a fuck. We gon' fend on this shit like it's holding us up. You ain't standing for shit. What you standing up for? Dope. Gon' keep it one hundred for you, Jaira. Gonna keep it one hundred for you. Jayara, No sage, gon' keep it 100 for ya We from the go, you know how we roll We gon' keep it 100 for ya